seated. If you have a, a lesson sheet, if you don't have one, they're out there on the uh, lectern here. But in our introduction there, as we move through the key of Jesus Christ, uh, we looked at before, obviously, uh, we, we've moved into the, the key of Bible interpretation, but now moving into the key of Jesus Christ, we see multitudes of prophecies in the Word of God. And we're really focusing on one particular aspect of prophecy tonight, and that is relating to uh, Roman numeral number one, the first coming of Jesus Christ. Okay? So we're looking, and we're going to go A, B, C, D, all the way through I there. Uh, the first coming of Jesus Christ. So we're going to take a look at prophecies regarding the first coming of Jesus Christ. The first thing we see, uh, A, and uh, we're going to go all the way back to Genesis here, but we see the lineage of Jesus Christ, the lineage, okay? When we talk about the first coming of Jesus Christ, obviously, that's what we're getting ready to celebrate here, amen, in just a week, uh, less than a week, and that's Christmas, that's Jesus being born uh, as a babe in Bethlehem, God taking on flesh, amen, and uh, so, but we're looking at some specifics regarding the prophecies relating to the first coming of Jesus. So A, the lineage of Christ. So uh, small a there, small letter A, we see uh, one of the prophecies said he will be the seed of the woman. And this is actually the first prophecy that we find regarding the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a very, very important prophecy. If you go to Genesis chapter 3, Again, when you read Genesis chapter 3, you know that's the fall of man. Uh, that's where the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. And he tempted Eve with uh, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And by the way, it's the same exact technique he uses today. He has no new tools, amen. Uh, as someone has well said, the devil is a master fisherman. He's got three good lures. He doesn't need anything else, amen. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And so obviously what happens here, uh, Adam and Eve fall, and they begin to, uh, God begins to pronounce the, the curse upon uh, the man, the woman, the serpent, the ground, amen, and one of the things he says here, and if you look at verse number 14, it says, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, Thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. By the way, there's something just spooky about the way a snake moves. Uh, we, we remember when we first moved in there on Eastern Road, Brother Boss, you were clearing something in the garage, and all of a sudden there was a snake in there, and it went, and I went, yee, amen, and uh, went looking for a firearm, amen, just uh, get rid of that. That's, this is, goes all the way back to the curse. But then it says this in verse 15. He says, and I will put enmity... Between thee, now remember he's talking about the serpent here, and we learn later, especially in the book of Revelation, the Bible says exactly who that serpent is. It's Satan. It's the devil. Okay, Revelation 12, 9 uh, tells us that. So he's having a back and forth here, and he says in verse 15, I will put enmity, or division, enemy, between thee and what? 
everybody looking here? Verse 15, I will put enmity between thee and who? The woman. And between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. You say, what, what does that have to do with prophecy? I want you to hold your place there in Genesis, because we're coming back. And I want you to go to the book of Romans, chapter 16. Romans, all the way in the New Testament. Now, I don't know how much of this lesson we'll get done tonight. We'll go as far as we can go, and we won't go any farther. Romans, chapter 16. So you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and then Romans. Romans chapter 16 here. We see this is referenced here in this. It says, And the God of peace, verse 20, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 16, verse number 20, here, uh, Paul is concluding, he's, he's uh, uh, saying uh, salutations to the saints at Rome, and he says here, And the God of peace shall bruise who? Satan under your feet, what does he say there? Shortly, shortly. So what is this a prophecy of as far as the lineage of Christ? It said he would be the seed of a woman. Now that is, it, it sounds like such a simple thing, but it's, it, it really is deep in the fact that, listen, the woman has no seed. The man has the seed. Amen? And this is a, a, an indirect prophecy to the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. We mentioned that on Sunday. That is a cornerstone of the Christian faith. If Jesus Christ is not virgin born, he cannot die for sin and he cannot be our Savior. And so the very first part of the lineage talking about that Jesus would be born, that, that it will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel, and it, talking about there, obviously it's about the cross, uh, it's about how the cross dealt a mortal blow, a head wound uh, to Satan, but really in regards to the lineage here, he would be the seed of a woman, so important, the seed of the woman, B, uh, go to Genesis chapter 12, the lineage of Jesus Christ we're looking at <clears throat> here. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. If you look at verse, well, it starts in verse 1 <clears throat> there of Genesis 12. It says, Now the Lord had said <clears throat> to Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be what? Okay. You say, okay, Pastor, what does that have to do with the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, I'm glad you asked. Hold your place there in Genesis 12 and go to Matthew chapter 1. This is one of those passages of Scripture that you yawn through when you read them during the year. I know you do. 
You know how I know you do? Because sometimes I do. Amen. It's one of those begat, begat, begat passages. And you say, why on earth does God have those in the Bible? By the way, how many of you ever thought that before? I've thought that. Why does God have that in the Bible? You know, this one begat that one, and this one begat that one. Well, what does it say here in verse number 1 of Matthew 1? It says, excuse me, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ... The son of David, the son of who? Abraham. Abraham. So when you trace Jesus Christ's human lineage back, you trace it back to Abraham. By the way, that's how exactly what God meant. He said when he said to Abraham, said through you all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. Why? Because the Messiah is going to come through your line. So important. Okay, the lineage. So, he's, to, he's the seed of the woman. He's the blessing of Abraham. Okay, uh, Genesis chapter 17. All the way back to Genesis. Genesis chapter 17. Something we learned here about Messiah here. Genesis 17, 9. Are we there? Amen? Okay. It says, And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in thy generations. Okay? So not only is he the seed of the woman, the blessing of Abraham, he's in the line of Isaac. Abraham and Isaac. Okay? Which, of course, Abraham's son. Well, let's go over to Genesis chapter 28. Can't say Abraham and Isaac without saying somebody else. Amen, if you know your Bible. Genesis chapter 28. Genesis chapter number 28. Okay. And verse number 14. Genesis 28, 14. He's talking to Jacob, and he says, And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee, and in thy seed, shall all the families of the earth be what? Blessed. Who is this here? Well, Numbers chapter 24, you don't have to go there, I'll read it. Verse 17 tells us, it says there, And I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. Who is this here? In the line of Isaac, in the line also of Jacob. Okay? The lineage of Jesus Christ. So he's the seed of the woman, the blessing of Abraham, the line of Isaac, the line of Jacob. Go to Genesis chapter 49. Here's the kind of the final one of the lineages of, regarding his first coming. And by the way, when you read those begat, 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 you'll notice these names in there. Amen. And you'll say, oh, the preacher didn't know what he was talking about there on that Wednesday night. <laughs> Genesis chapter 49, look at verse 10. Genesis 49, 10. It says here, the scepter shall not depart from what? Judah. Judah. 
nor a lawgiver between his feet until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. This is a title for Jesus Christ here, Shiloh. And so he will be of the seed of the woman, the blessing of Abraham, the line of Isaac, the line of Jacob, and the line of Judah. In the book of Revelation, he is called the lion of the tribe of Judah. So this talks about his lineage in his first coming. All of these were prophecies to be perfectly fulfilled. Remember, in the Old Testament, if a prophet gave a prophecy and it did not come to pass, remember what happened to him? He died. They stoned him to death. Amen? And so here we have, just in the lineage of Christ, we just have five prophecies. Do you understand the mathematical probability of fulfilling five prophecies? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of... By the way, there's more prophecies. That, that, that number that we're talking about as far as fulfilling prophecies, there's going to be a lot more zeros attached on to the end of it. And yet, we know that Christ fulfilled every last one of them. Not just his first coming. We're, we're just looking at that tonight. We're looking at, you, you can look at his crucifixion. And praise God very soon, his second coming. And all God's people said, amen. He's going to fulfill all of those perfectly. So, uh, the first coming of Jesus Christ, the lineage of Christ, uh, the seed of the woman, the blessing of Abraham, the line of Isaac, the line of Jacob, the line of Judah. B, uh, so we have A, the lineage of Jesus Christ. B, the offices of Jesus Christ. The offices. Okay, so let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 18 in your Bibles. Deuteronomy chapter number 18. That's the way most people feel about Deuteronomy, right there. Amen. <laughs> Good thing I didn't say Leviticus, you could really let it go. Amen. <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 18, look at verse number 15. It says here, The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a what? A prophet. Capital P, correct, in your King James Bible? From the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, this is Moses obviously speaking here, him, unto him ye shall hearken. According to all that all thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a what? A prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command thee. Well, what do we see here? We see the offices of Christ. He would be a prophet like Moses. A prophet. And by the way, someone calls him that in the book of John. Amen? Remember the woman at the well? Sir, I perceive thou art a prophet. Remember, remember why he, he perceived that? Because he said, you've been married five times and the one you're living with now is not your husband. Amen. 
How about secondly, uh, in the book of 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel, so take a right turn there at Deuteronomy and you go past Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, and then 2 Samuel. By the way, this is a wonderful way to study your Bible, line by line, verse by verse, subject by subject. 2 Samuel, chapter number 7, verse 12. God is making promises to David here. And he says, And when thy days be fulfilled, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers. I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his what? Kingdom. He shall build an house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom. How long? Forever. So, of course, obviously he's talking about Solomon here, that he was going to establish Solomon. But then he says this, I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established how long? The verse we didn't read tonight in Isaiah, the, the next verse, we read Isaiah chapter 9 uh, verse 6, but the next verse, uh, it tells us a little bit about this. And it says there in verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Remember it said uh, that he would be the everlasting father, the prince of peace, that's what we call Jesus. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom, to order it, and to establish it with judgment, and with justice from henceforth even forever. Jump over to the book of Luke chapter number 1. Luke chapter number 1. And again, this is right in the midst of the Christmas season here as we think about Luke chapter 1, particularly Luke chapter 2. We'll be in Luke chapter 2 again, Lord willing, this Sunday. But Luke chapter 1. And look at verse number... starts in verse 26. Let's go ahead and read there. It says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of who? David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. By the way, this isn't because she was sinless. And all God's people said, this is because God chose her for something very special. She would show after she had Jesus that she wasn't sinless when she gave her offering for the purification. Amen. And so it says, The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. Yeah. And cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. 
Here it is. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. So not only would he be a prophet like Moses, he would be a king like David. And then lastly, if you go to the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 110, Psalms 110. You see this in the book of Hebrews. I believe it's chapter 5. I might be wrong there. Maybe chapter 7. But Psalm chapter 110. We see not only is he a prophet like Moses and a king like David. Then in verse number 4 it says, The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a what? A priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, this strange character who comes on the scene in Genesis chapter 14. He meets Abraham, and Abraham gives him tithes. He was a priest. And uh, sometimes we sing that song, Praise Him, Praise Him. Jesus, our blessed Redeemer, and we sing, there's a line in there that says, Prophet and Priest and king. And he's all three of those. And he was prophesied to be all three of those in regards to his first coming. And so I think we'll, we'll close right there. It's, I got almost 7.30 here, so we'll, we'll stop at the offices. And uh, if you want to write in C, you can write in the birth of Jesus Christ. We'll begin looking at that. Lord willing, after.